the KCL or Daily with Brian Redmond on air, online, and on smart speaker. With thanks to the Fairgreen Shopping Centre gift card, the perfect gift for all occasions. See fairgreen.ie. Something else that we've been hearing a lot about over the last 24 hours is the situation in relation to uh, waiting lists for children um, requiring spinal surgery. Sinn Féin has set out plans for scoliosis waiting lists and Kathleen Funchen TD, um, also the uh, Oireachtas Chair um, on Children and Disabilities, has joined us in studio now. Good morning, Kathleen. Good morning, Brian. Thanks for um, having me on. 2017, um, the government set out a plan to have waiting lists reduced to practically zero. You know, no yeah. child waiting more than four months. Um, I suppose to start off by telling us, now that we are in 2024, um, what are those waiting lists? Um, so as of February, um, just uh, we're obviously still in February, but as of the end of January, I know there was 313 children at the end of January. And I believe that's even increased more now that we're into February. So the plan that they spoke about in 2017 did not happen, did not materialise It's seven years later. And then I suppose in a, two years ago as well, we had a situation where now at, at that time, uh, Simon Harris was the minister, Stephen Donnelly is the minister now. He allocated an additional 19 million euro and he actually revealed in the Dáil during the debate yesterday that he doesn't know if all of that money was spent where it should have been spent, mm. which is shocking in its own right. And you know, I think when you hear something like that, people automatically think about, you know, if you were running a business yourself or running a household, you absolutely have to to know about your budget and, and what it's being spent on. But I mean, how difficult is it for parents in that situation? And many of those parents were there yesterday outside the Dáil and then they attended the debate um, in the Dáil. And for them to hear that, I think must have been, it's another blow again, because I mean, their children are waiting on these really vital surgeries. There is a number of different cases were were spoken about yesterday. In one situation, somebody who is now um, kind of is out of childhood, I suppose, has passed the age of eighteen. It's it's actually gone too far for them to to have a surgery. So, like these are devastating consequences, and there were so many stories of children finding it very difficult to breathe, that their their lungs are are being crushed by how bad the the scoliosis or the spinal situation is. So I just think, you know, you think of your kids and you think, gosh, you would literally do anything for your children. And for to be a parent in that situation where you're you're what can you do? What do you do in that situation? And and they've become campaigners. They have to, you know, be lobbying TDs and government, which is so unfair because they have enough to deal with if you have a child you know who has who needs this significant yeah. surgery we heard uh, minister donnelly um yeah, last evening also instruct the chi to carry out an internal audit on that 19 million to see exactly um, yeah. what it has or hasn't been spent on um do you think the 19 million was enough in the first place and um what would Sinn Féin have done differently yeah, so I suppose like we would have welcomed that at the time because it would have been fantastic to obviously clear the waiting lists and to get the children who need that surgery. So it, if it had been done correctly, it would have been OK. But the problem is it wasn't done correctly. Is and that a CHI issue though, or a governmental issue? Um, well, I think it, it falls to both because, I mean, ultimately the minister is responsible. And if CHI are not doing what they should be doing, well, then the minister should be across that and they should be accountable to him. And it shouldn't be a situation where they feel that they can, you know, get away with this, for, for want of better words. And I suppose what also was revealed yesterday is gov- the government plan not to support our motion um, and what parents 
want in this sector is they want an independent review, a task force set up that's independent of CHI management and that, you know, it, it would be kind of done, I suppose, separate to CHI management because very many parents feel failed by that system, feel failed by CHI, you know, the as we know with the waiting lists. So I was actually really surprised. I, I I'm still find it kind of hard to believe at times when I'm surprised by what government do because yeah, they've been such a disaster on so many different things. So but what's I couldn't contained believe within the Sinn Féin motion then? So um, the, the motion basically is looking for this independent task force to be set up. That's what parents want. And the, it's important to say as well that the motion was drafted in consultation with the advocacy groups and with parents and for that money then to be ring-fenced also as well to get the surgeries done. No more delays in relation to that. But we do need to then figure out a long-term plan Obviously, we need the children that are currently on the the waiting list that we know are are in those very difficult situations that were described yesterday in serious pain, and then a long term plan so that this doesn't happen and this isn't a continuous situation. You know, it shouldn't be. We're a, a modern country with excess money. We shouldn't have a situation where children are waiting for you know months and months and months, years in some situations, and also. Uh, that there's this constant situation where people will be called in for a pre-op and then it will be cancelled. Um, so, you know, like you're saying to your child as well in that situation, hopefully now we're going to get the surgery and then they go in, they do all the, the, the stuff that needs to be done in advance of a surgery and then it's cancelled and the devastation of that. So basically what we're looking for them to do, and they said this as well yesterday, that it's not a money issue, that the money is there. So we're looking for them to ensure that that money goes immediately um, and that there's a plan put in place to carry out those surgeries immediately for those children and that they are, there is this independent um, task force um, that that there's accountability as well. If that 19 million had, and we still don't know whether it has or hasn't been spent in accordance with what it was granted for, but if that 19 million had been spent in accordance, have we got the logistical structures in place, the surgical structures in place to actually be able to carry out those procedures at a high enough rate? to actually get the waiting list down. Yeah, well, I think at the time when that plan was put in place, um, obviously they would have looked at that. Um, and I know that sometimes they will say, you know, it's a bed issue or, you know, the, it's a staffing issue. But I suppose that that has all gotten worse over the years. So what they need to do, the other side of it is that there, you know, if there's capacity in the in the private sector, um, now that's not a good long-term solution and that's not how you want to run a health service. But we do need to get these children that are currently on the waiting list off the waiting list and get their surgeries completed and then I, I suppose like, as I say the second thing is ensuring that there's a task force there to ensure that anything that has, has gone wrong to date that there's accountability that people are held responsible for that and also then going forward that there's a proper plan in place that children are not waiting and um, I really do think they would support that they've indicated that that they're not going to support it we'll know for definite tonight when, when the vote mm. um, takes place but you know I, I think it's very, very frustrating for parents, you know. When any government indicates that they're not going to support a motion, do they ever give a reason why? So in this case, and this often happens, they put forward their own amendment. Um, so obviously part of that is this review done by CHI, but I suppose that the key thing for the parents is that it's independent and that you know then, you know, th- that it can be kind of stood over. And... I suppose in particular with this motion because there was so much consultation with the groups and and parents affected uh, they're they're really it beggars belief to be honest that they're not going to support it Um, 
so yeah look we will we have the rest of today I suppose to, to keep lobbying and I suppose I'll take the opportunity to appeal to our constituency TDs here the four of which are in government um, you know that they would actually support this motion tonight and that they would do the right thing I know I, I've seen some families locally you know um, on social media tagging their, their various TDs here locally asking them to support it so hopefully they will listen to their constituents and just finally on this particular topic I mean we've seen um, various different Oireachtas committees haul various different people in front of them in relation to multiple different scandals within RCA recently within Horse Racing Ireland for example to explain situations there and indeed within the FAI um, is this something where you could see per, per, Perhaps the uh, Oireachtas Committee that you chair for children with disabilities asking the CHI to come in front of them to explain where this 19 million was spent. Yeah, that is definitely something that we can we can look at. Um, there's a, an element of it that falls to health. So often we'll have like a joint meeting, like with health and children, let's say, or, or whatever the relevant committee could come together to look at an issue. But definitely given that there's a huge um, issue for children and the, the disability aspect of it as well, um, I don't see see any difficulty. Obviously, we always, as a committee, meet as well and decide these things, but I, I can't imagine there would be any difficulty um, doing that. And that's one, I suppose, of the... Um, the good things about the Oireachtas committees that maybe people have seen over the years, you know, mm. having people in and, and having the, the back and forth with questions. Yeah. Um, staying with children and unfortunately more shocking news, a, a new report claiming that children with disabilities are being held in seclusion and restraint within Irish schools. Parents um, have been sharing stark stories of children locked in rooms alone, dragged across. Like, this is... I know. This is dark shocking. ages stuff. Yeah, it's actually... It's really difficult to read and it's really difficult to even believe. At first you're thinking, are, are we talking about Ireland here? But it's it's unbelievable. Like the, it obviously needs a really immediate and kind of fast response as well in relation to those children and um, and sort of what has been the outcome, you know, for, for, for children in that situation. I mean, they like talk about chemical restraint. Um, which they say is the use of substances to restrain a person, regardless of whether it's it's been medically prescribed. I mean, that just that that you know reminds me of of something we would have spoken about, as you say, from from kind of history, let's say. Um, mm. But w- I mean, it's a, it's a, a survey of just over four hundred parents reveals that twenty seven percent of children with disabilities have been restrained in school, while thirty five percent have been secluded from others in the classroom. Um, do you know who carried out this report and um, exactly the types of people that they surveyed? So it says um, Inclusion Ireland and then the the autism charity that many people will know as I am, they were the, um, were they involved in the, maybe I'm actually reading that incorrectly now, I don't want to say anything that's not right. Yeah. I think that they potentially were involved with the with the survey. Yeah. Um, and as it's obviously just come out this morning as well, but just just reading what I have read, it, it like it definitely needs to be looked into. No, you're right. And, it, and also, it was carried out by them. The um, the other situation that we need is again, and I very briefly, I only had two minutes to speak on the motion last night, so it was it was very fast. But um, I briefly touched on the fact that we do have like another issue. Obviously, there's all of the really horrific issues around the spinal surgeries, but children with additional needs as well, waiting on assessments, then waiting on appointments. We have children waiting for the mental health services. So in general, when it comes to children and their health, we really are failing. Um, And like we pride ourselves on, you know, being a modern country and everything, but we, we really are failing a whole generation of children. And I often think 
because they are at times a vulnerable group and, and maybe at times a voiceless group, mm. they tend to to um, not be a priority. And I think that's really, really wrong. And I think we actually need, really need to start focusing on our children and the next generation well, the in a C- positive way. The CEO of Inclusion Ireland, Dervil uh, McDonough, um, said what disabled children are enduring in schools is hugely damaging and a violation of their rights. And one parent, just listen to this. I mean, one parent of a child of Asperger's who was in fifth class in a primary school uh, said their son tried to leave the room abruptly without permission during rehearsals for a Christmas play. He was, quote-unquote, rugby tackled to the floor by a female teacher. Um, She held him there for a while and shouted at him about how struggling was futile due to her superior strength, said the parent. Another parent said their son was dragged across a school floor uh, to a seclusion space where he was... Stripped naked. Like some of the stuff in this report is just absolutely phenomenal. I know it's really it's very upsetting. Um, and for again, parents and children being left in this situation. So, like that's why I think the very first thing we need to do is, and obviously the people who conducted the survey, I'm sure, will know identify and see like what is the situation now with those children. Are they still potentially in those situations, and what supports and help are they getting? Um, in the very first instance and then look at this situation and see like certainly an awful lot more needs to be done in terms of children with additional needs yeah. and like the battle the constant battle that parents have to face um, getting you know we see it so often when people come into the, the clinic in the constituency office and it's so horrible that parents have to kind of go through all their very personal stuff and going go through their medical information about their child just to try and see can they get an appointment. It's well, I mean, there's, there's some very high profile people commenting on this report already. Adam Harris is the CEO of As I Am. He said the findings are deeply distressing, are deeply distressing snapshot. And that's scary in its own right. However, he said, uh, we've waited since 2018 uh, for promised guidelines on this issue. Uh, while we acknowledge that this work is underway, he remarked, that it is greatly overdue um, and express concern it will fall short of what is required. It's, uh, I, I, I'm like, with all the stuff that's going on um, throughout the country at the moment, it, to hear comments like that about uh, uh, children with disabilities and education settings is, is just it's, unbelievable. It's like we're talking about a legacy issue or something that happened if this maybe was a report in the institutional to the schools. 1920s, then yeah. you wouldn't be surprised yeah, by yeah. it. Yeah, and like recent. it's. It really, like, I agree with what he's saying in relation to the guidelines, but, uh, you know, when I heard it this morning, dropping my own kids to school, I did I did think to myself, like, like how can anyone think that this is correct behaviour, regardless mm. of whether there's guidelines in place? You don't need guidelines to realise this is not how you treat children, particularly vulnerable children with additional needs. But having said, I know the guidelines are needed and, like, a lot more resources in that are needed, but that does, you know... I think in so many different sectors throughout society, we see things happen and it feels like it's a kind of a scandal and news when it happens. But then what? where is the accountability piece? Where is the people being held well, responsible? I don't and mean this to sound bad, but that's up to you. Lot. No, 100 percent. No, and I agree. And that's like and, you know, hopefully we are going to have the opportunity to be in government, yeah. hopefully within the next year to start bringing some of that in. But I, I find that that's really as well what frustrates people time and time again because they see in their own lives that they would be held to account for various different things and it doesn't ever seem to happen in in some of the wider society and we really need to 
to get to get to grasp with that, I think, within all of our structures. And I, I agree with you. I think that's a government um, responsibility. Mm. And that's why we need a good government. Well, for now, uh, Sinn Féin, Deputy Kathleen Funch and Chair of the Oireachtas Committee on Children and Disabilities, thank you very much for joining us here Thanks, on the Brian. Case at Our Daily. The KCL or Daily with Brian Redmond on air, online and on smart speaker. With thanks to the Fairgreen Shopping Centre gift card. The perfect gift for all occasions. See fairgreen.ie.